0: Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the ambassador of common sense, and I'm here with
1: Dan, the ambassador of nonsense. Welcome, everyone.
0: It's a it's a dark day in America. It is. It is. That's right. We we mourn the loss
1: on on Ash Wednesday. Yeah, of uh, Rush Limbaugh.
0: Rush Rush Limbaugh succumbed to what was it? What did he have? Brain? It was lung cancer, wasn't it? It
1: was lung cancer, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I kind of thought something was up because normally he would take off for treatment weeks and then suddenly he just took off and we didn't hear a word from him for two weeks. And I kept Mm -hmm. thinking, this is, it must be getting worse because he's just not able to do the show. And, uh, I guess, well, I was right. So he, uh... He opened the door for conservative media. There would be no conservative media without Rush Limbaugh unless someone else had stepped into those shoes. But, um, you know, I guess a lot of people are wondering what's going to come next.
1: Yeah, he was kind of uniquely able to to, uh, fill that spot. He uh, could respond quickly. He always had new stuff to talk about uh, or new ways of going over stuff um, and – and to fill that slot every day like he did.
0: Yeah. That's that would be tough. We have a hard enough time doing it every week.
1: And he did and it. All live. all we
0: gotta do is for an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did it live. I I edit out all our coughing and sniffing and stuff like that. Or at least
1: And sometimes most of when it. we say something stupid or go off on oh, the uh, Yeah, let's just dumb not tangents. Let's
0: just erase that. That sounded dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um but it and Alright, anyway, He made it fun. Remember, uh, remember his, uh, updates and he had the Feminazi updates? Do you remember oh, that that's one? That's
1: right. The Feminazi update. Oh, he had the various updates. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, environmentalist updates, the, uh, the homosexual updates, and he had the, a bumper song for each of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're fierce, we're feminist, and we're near your face. Do you remember that one with the guy laughing? I don't know. Was that him laughing?
1: I, it might have been but yeah, laughing in the background with the, it would, uh...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I laughed every time he'd play that. Um, do you remember Dan's Bake Sale? Uh,
1: no, which, what, no, I don't remember How that one. How could
0: you forget Dan's Bake yeah. Uh A guy had been, uh, he called up the show and he was talking about making copies of Rush's newsletter. And Rush is like, whoa, wait a minute, you can't, you can't make copies of it. Um... And he kept saying, well, I can't afford it. And Rush is like, well, why don't you have a bake sale? Have a bake. Sale. Cause all them kids <laughs> okay. were having bake sales, uh, to send to Bill Clinton for the lunch funds or something. And right. So they planned this bake sale and I like hundreds of thousands of people showed up in this city for Dan's bake sale.
1: The guy could have, that's awesome.
0: The guy could have become a millionaire if he had. Yeah. I, I don't, he didn't really. I think he came out with like a couple dozen cookies, but, mm-hmm. uh, and I think, I don't remember, I think Rush Limbaugh was there, I don't know. Oh, wow, wow. But it was a huge event,
1: but yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: like professional chefs were flying in to, mm-hmm. you know, set up tables and stuff.
1: Yeah, and then when Clinton won, America held hostage. Oh, yeah, America, America held, held one, hostage. The, the yeah. day after the inauguration, it was day one, and he did that. Every day, America Held Hostage, Day 142. He had, he had,
0: he just had a way of making it, making it enjoyable uh, to hear what was going on.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: And he, I think he did that right up to the end. And he, he's one of the few people who, he stuck with Trump for all the right reasons.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: He wasn't a sycophant or anything. But he mm-hmm. he understood what was at stake, and he understood uh, Trump's dedication to doing what needed to be done.
1: Yeah, to the right things. That uh, so we'll uh, we'll certainly miss miss you, Rush. Um, yeah. Everybody, say a prayer for his soul.
0: Yeah. He uh, unfortunately he did not die a Catholic.
1: Yeah, which... he never did become Catholic. That's that's unfortunate but uh, we, we still pray, hopefully.
0: Yeah. I always hoped he would, but I guess I didn't really pray all that hard for it. Which reminds me, maybe we should start praying for Trump to become Catholic. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's Well, he's still in my morning prayers every day. Yeah. Um, As President Trump... By the way, everybody, it's okay to still call him President Trump, not because he's still the president uh, specifically, but because once a person gains a... Uh, title of state he always is referred to properly within that title so uh, somebody who's been a senator is still senator or you know or like for example joe biden when you know even when he went back to being a senator it would still be proper to address him as vice president biden because that was the highest office that he had um had held right and so for example past presidents like if, if if you were to meet clinton or obama or something it would be proper for you to address them as president clinton or president obama um and it's still proper to refer to trump as president Mm. trump
0: remember when rush used to call uh clinton ex-president clinton
1: ex-president clinton (laughs) (laughs)
0: um
1: people don't even give give trump that uh that uh much. They, everybody who refers to him anymore in the media refers to him as Donald J. Trump now. They don't even... Yeah. <laughs> it shows yeah. you how annoyed they are that he be, even became president.
0: Right. Um, let's see. Today, we are talking about concupiscence.
1: Concupiscence. Yeah. that's uh, um,
0: Which is kind of fitting, because we're going to talk about man and how he was once not contaminated with sin and then he was contaminated with sin and just recently let's see I think this was it was either today or yesterday mm-hmm. Pope Francis is addressing people and he's standing at the, po- at the window with a mic and he's talking and he says God is the one who contaminates himself uh, he's talking about where St. Paul said he made himself sin. But the way he put it is one... Putting it that way has been rejected by the church. That's not the way you put it. God did not contaminate himself. Because grace flows from God. Uh, Sin doesn't flow to God. So God did not contaminate himself. But that's what he said. And as he said these words... This tapestry that was hanging under him got caught up in the wind and 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 went up against his face.
1: <laughs> God smacked him. <laughs> yeah, he got God smacked, literally. Do For, we have do we have a a, a link to a video? Of that? <laughs> I will. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll put a link. Um, and it's I don't know. He said a lot worse things.
1: Well, maybe yes, not. he has, but it's just funny. It's not it actual right heresy
0: cuz I I think it's just the wording is
1: Yeah, cuz you could oh, interpret it well. different ways, you know. Okay, yeah, he contaminated himself in the sense that you know, if you think of a contamination in the same sense that you think of um as as uh doping like for an alloy or something he 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 like simply adding something new, well he added, you know, the human nature to himself to his divine yeah. essence. So, okay, there are ways that you could interpret it, but but contamination, at least in the modern sense, the way people think, it always means you know, something dirty, something right. is sullied is or made less perfectly what it was before. You know, contaminated milk is no longer good milk and so forth. Right. And in that sense it's very definitely and clearly a heresy to think and of it in that way.
0: You know, it's always been my understanding that when God became man, when he took the human nature, he did not degrade himself. Rather, he elevated man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because God
0: can't degrade himself. He's no less than he was before. Mm-hmm. He submitted to a, I don't know, a weaker nature, maybe?
1: Um. Well, yeah, He he submitted... In his divine will he he willed for his human nature to submit you know for example at the at the passion um when he allowed himself to be crucified and stuff and like took that on pain yeah um yeah and and so but 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 what they say is that he assumed human nature um which included the ability to suffer pain and everything else that that human nature includes right um But he didn't, in any sense, sully or contaminate his divine essence by doing so.
0: You know, one thing I always wondered about that, and maybe this might be answered later, uh, but, okay, God creates Adam, Mm -hmm. and are we to understand that Adam in his his state before the fall would not have felt uh, pain,
1: or just Um, didn't
0: have the opportunity to feel pain?
1: No, I think that he would have had the opportunity, I think he could have felt pain, I, you know, cause, cause okay. the, the, because he is, he participated in the nature of animals, He, you know, even pre-fall he was a, a rational animal, but in that sense, the higher animals, um, the reason they have pain and everything is, is to allow them to um, safely navigate a world where they you know, things may be dangerous or whatever. Um, so for example, he, you know, he, he would have, um, been able to feel something that's warm and become, um, you know, burned by it in the sense of, oh, I need to avoid that. That's that, (laughs) that'll harm my skin if I touch that for too long or whatever. Uh Um, and other things like that. So I, I think that Adam and Eve could, could feel pain in that sense. Um, but they also would have been perfectly in their, you know, their, their state of original justification, which included some, um, some gifts that, that were not purely natural. Um, I think they would have been able to, for example, perfectly, uh, navigate a a walkway so that they would not have any danger of falling and hurting themselves in that sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's dig into this, um, where where yeah, would you want to start? We start with the perfect well, man or the fallen man.
1: Let's let's start with the perfect man because, the, or actually, let's let's start with. Hold on, just a minute. Uh, I'm adjusting my headset. Keeps right. falling down. All right, okay. So let's start with. um Actually, uh, let's start with with what I'd like to do is kind of start with what, uh, like, uh, when you hear concupiscence and people explain it, they what I've always heard as an explanation is that it means that in his, in our fallen state, we have a inclination towards evil is how it was explained. You know how I've heard it now. I don't know if you've heard that same definition.
0: I've heard more inclination for sin. Okay. Inclination
1: for sin, inclination for evil. Sin is a specific kind of evil, a willful disobedience to God. So um, in that it 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 could mean a lot of things when you look at that. So, for example, you could you could take it to mean mere perversity. We like to do things that are wrong just to get away with doing things that are wrong. It could mean um, a you know that everybody has a you know a, a, a sort of a lapsed heart of a serial killer inside of them or a mm-hmm. sadist or something like that. And so I never you know quite exactly knew. How to understand in in a very specific way what concupiscence was, and I was kind of reflecting on this a few weeks ago, and and I happened on what I believe is a a completely perfect explanation that I think everybody ought to be able to understand. Yeah, uh, and that's why I said, well, hey, let's talk about concupiscence sometime because it's one of those confusing topics, and it's a Catholic thing, um, and and we haven't really dealt with it. Right. So. Um, so I think, yeah, if we start with, with Adam, you know, in his perfect, um, original nature or his, you know, his original state, let's call it. Um, he was given, and we are all still given three basic faculties that, that account for most of what we do. Um, and these were kind of identified by philosophers like, like Aristotle and Thomas Aquinas, but the three faculties are will. So we have the free will. They call it agency. You know, we we can decide what to do. Um, intellect. We can know things, and not just not just know them in the sense that it's information sitting in a brain, but but know them and deliberate on them, and and um, have an understanding of knowing them, and so on and so forth. And okay. our appetite, which are everything that else that's related to. Either our animal nature or things like our emotions, like, you know, we have an appetite for affection yeah. and stuff like that. But, but those are the, the three primary faculties. And in a rightly ordered human person, it, there's a hierarchy of those. So the will is subordinated to the intellect. So the intellect is on top and the will is subordinated to the intellect. And the appetite is subordinated to the will. So you know what's right. You know about the world around you. You know about how things work. And you know the moral code. You know what to do. And based on that knowledge, you choose to do those things. And then from time to time, you have appetites. But those appetites, even though they arise within your body and in your mind and so on and so forth, your response to them and your pursuit of them is always under the um, control of your will, so that's how it's supposed to be in a perfectly ordered human being. So,
0: in the, in that perfect order, is it is there room for variation in the perfect man? I mean, is there is there ever a time when uh, when appetite would rise above uh, will?
1: No, not not in okay. Adam as he originally was created. Um, now people people were still going to be different people, and you know we still had a gene pool and there were going to be people who liked swimming more and there were going to be people who who you know i don 't know liked climbing trees more or whatever yeah uh, people who liked doing math and people who liked building stuff and and you know so it 's not like everybody was going to be like like these these uh you know uh robot stamped out uh die cut soldiers of some kind that um just kind of right. went around the world like like uh, you know uh, like Stepford for people or something uh, you, you know but but um, but the will was subordinated to the intellect the appetites were subordinated to the will but here's the thing about that the will is the linchpin of it because it's by virtue of our will that we have the ability it's it's through an act of the will that we acquire knowledge. And process it, and then submit to it. So, the intellect itself, as a faculty, is not a. Um, I, I'm not using this this term necessarily philosophically, but it's not an active faculty. It doesn't cause mm-hmm. things. It's not a causative faculty. Only the will is causative, and the will either submits itself to the intellect or decides not to. Becomes willful and says, "Well, yeah, I know that this is right, but." You know, that's where the perversity maybe of wanting to get away with something might come in. Oh. Uh, that would be an example of the will um, failing to submit to the intellect. So in Adam and Eve both, you know, individually, this ordering was perfect. Now, this presents a kind of a special problem, if you want to think of it, for Satan, who wants Adam and Eve to fall from grace because they know everything that God gave them They know everything that God told them, and they know what their responsibility is in response to that. And their will is already ordered to be in submission to that, to be subordinate to that, and their appetites are perfectly subordinate to their will. So you notice what what did the serpent do? It didn't approach Adam and Eve on the level of the appetite. I mean, we, we talk about the fruit of the tree, but it didn't try to say, look how good and juicy this is or something like that. It didn't say right. it didn't offer some kind of of, uh, you know, thing. That say, It'll feel really good to eat this or, or anything like that, nor did it even attack the intellect uh, directly. He He didn't say, you know, what is this God telling you what to do? Don't you want to do your own thing? You know, go ahead and eat the fruit. Do you know, be your own man or anything like that. He he didn't try to encourage willfulness. Now maybe he did from time to time. We we don't know what preceded the actual fall. Right. But what worked was he went after the intellect. He said, If you eat this fruit, you'll gain knowledge. You'll become like gods. You'll know good from evil. And that was what he did. And that's what was the occasion and there, the will, it knew that it's supposed to have knowledge. You know, the, Adam knows that he's supposed to have knowledge and the will is ordered to acquiring knowledge for the purpose of, of submitting to it, of being subordinate to it, right? So Adam and his willfulness, you know, he, he's perfectly ordered to the idea of, of knowing and therefore doing. And Eve also, but here's 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 the thing and this is why Satan went after Eve specifically and through Eve Adam and not after Adam directly because not only are they perfectly ordered in their faculties with with will or uh, intellect will and appetite but Adam is oriented towards God and so Adam much more acutely would have this command of God you shall not eat the tree in the middle, in, in you know, however they, I read it different ways, right. middle of the garden or whatever it is. And Adam would have, even at the offer of knowledge, he would have resisted the offer from, from the serpent. But Eve is ordered to Adam. And so the serpent's offering her, oh, knowledge. I can help my husband. My husband will be better. And so it was much, she was more easily swayed In terms of not, you know, realizing the implications, or maybe she did realize it in some way, but not uh, following through on the one idea that this is what God commanded. There's an obedience requirement here, um, because she was oriented towards Adam rather than towards God. She was oriented, you know, in a sense towards God through Adam, but. It's because of how God set up that relationship between man and woman that Satan went after the woman. And then once the woman having taken the fruit and eat, eaten it, well, now it's a lot easier for, God, for Adam to kind of receive it. Because, well, God put her here as a helpmate and now she's offering me this knowledge. And it's, it's a lot more of an even keeled um, contest in Adam's mind now and so he chose to disobey god and and eat the fruit as well but so that's... when
0: okay mm-hmm. so they um he offers them knowledge yeah that was the temptation um was there a temptation to not trust that god had their interests at heart or was there a temptation to be better than they were meant to be. What was the actual temptation?
1: I think the temptation or was it, I, it, was I think was it just a, little, a lie. No, well, no no no, it was it, it I mean it had to have sense, been a sin. A willful yeah, it was a sin. They
0: had to know that 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 it was wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that the that, that, that it was a temptation to do wrong, but the I I think it's actually a um maybe a less majestic but still um fitting a still appropriate example of how thomas aquinas described the fall of the angels and and this really bothered him because the angels you know these creatures their knowledge if you take the knowledge of 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 you know the smartest men on earth you know you combine um thomas aquinas and and albert einstein and um you know uh a few other you know great mm-hmm. military tacticians and strat- uh, strategists and so on and so forth. And you combine all of their knowledge together into one, you know, intellect and then multiply that by, you know, maybe 10 million or so. And now you're starting to reach the intellect of maybe the lower angels or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so these angels and, and Lucifer was apparently like one of the highest. And so these angels They had uh, this complete infused knowledge of God. Um, They had the, and and they only have the the faculties of intellect and will. They don't have um, appetites the way we do. Um, Right. And so, but somehow, how could they, with this knowledge and knowing. With a far more greater certainty than than Adam, per, for example, who would have to reason it out within the mechanisms of his brain, um, they would have a far more certain knowledge of the um, the result of yeah. disobeying God or you know failing to do God's will, and yet they chose to do so anyway. And 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 Thomas Aquinas struggled with this, and I haven't read thoroughly his explanation, but but the the fundamental point here that he reached that he you know landed upon is that it's not that they desired something wrong it's that they desired something right in a way that wasn't fitting okay. and i think that's a good way of thinking of the sin of adam it's not that adam wanted something that was wrong it's that he wanted something right which is knowledge because we're supposed to get knowledge but he wanted it and he was he was led to wanting it in a way that was unfitting and so when he made that decision that okay command of God knowledge that God told me not to get and and he made the willful decision to disobey God and go after that knowledge it was it's that sense I think that that resulted in in it being a temptation that that it wasn't okay. a temptation of of you know like I said of a, it wasn't a low temptation it was a high temptation um Right you can almost think of it like the kind of thing, you know, like St. Francis when he stole the cloth from his father and sold it to rebuild the church. Right. Kind of along those lines almost. Um so so that's okay. that's perfect, Adam. <laughs> that's perfect, then, Adam. And then Yeah. Did you then ever read falls. Mark
0: Twain's uh
1: adam and eve uh, the diary yeah the diary
0: <laughs> when he's like walking on home and 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 all of a sudden all the animals are eating each other and can't figure yeah, out what's going he's on like, what <laughs> and Which... then he's t- talking about eve and how water comes out of the place she sees
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, just in case anybody's wondering, Catholic scholars uh, all agree that that um, um, carnivores did exist before the fall. Animals ate each other before the fall. <laughs>
0: they did eat each other. So did yeah. the... Yeah, did rabbits the, were
1: eaten by, by leopards and stuff. <laughs>
0: did the prey try to escape the predators?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. But, now, at, you know... Adam and Eve had everything they needed in the garden. They probably didn't need to eat animals, and and Adam probably didn't eat any animals before the fall. But had we had an appetite for animals and we wanted to catch animals and and use them for food, we could have approached them and caught them without them trying to escape. Because of that special relationship with nature that we had, the animals would have been perfectly obedient to Adam. But, But the animal kingdom existed pretty much as it is. The with you know, the one difference being animals' deference to, to humans. Yeah. Okay. So well, anyway. Yeah.
0: It's so hard to now, imagine because when you think of that you think of pain.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's kinda of funny you bring that up. I'm I'm about about three quarters of the way through a um an essay that I'm writing specifically on animal pain. Oh, okay so maybe uh, I don't know maybe- maybe if you like it i'll'll we'll, I'll we'll about for it on some the show editing and, and stuff yeah. yeah, with a few shows from now, maybe <laughs> yeah okay. it's it's a long project,
0: yeah, I imagine, okay, okay so anyway, you, you go on now,
1: so adam uh falls, e falls, and uh now they have this knowledge of good and evil, but what's what's interesting for the sake of this podcast is that now that ordering of will or of uh, intellect, will, and appetite is always under the threat of inversion. And, for example, we all can see how we, you know, experience this in our own lives. Um, How many times, as Catholics, we've got Lent every year. How many times do you decide, oh, I'm going to do, you know, these eight things for Lent this year. And by the end of the first week, it's, well, I'm doing five of them. Or the first day. Yeah, or the first day.
0: <laughs> I almost turned the t- TV on today while I was waiting for you. I'm like, because I gave up TV before 930. And oh, okay. I'm sitting here waiting and I'm eating. And uh, I don't like to hear eating, even if it's oh. my eating. So I yeah. always turn the TV on while I'm eating. And uh, I almost did. I didn't, but it, I almost did. We'll see what yeah. happens by next week. I mean,
1: sometimes you do it like just you forget. It's like, oh, shoot, yeah. I gave that up. You know, but, but there's sometimes like, well, no, I'll give it up next year. I mean, you actually willfully make that decision. Um, and, and then there's also, you know, and and this is the more dangerous, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, we consider sinfulness. Um, and obviously a lot of sinfulness involves appetites that, uh, somehow the, the will subordinates itself to the appetite. You, you know, you, you give yourself over to your appetite instead of controlling your appetite. But um, what's even more dangerous is that the will subjects the intellect to itself rather than subjecting itself and subordinating itself to your intellect. So you know certain things, and then by accepting a, a certain habit of sin, what do you do? You start rationalize it. You, you start conforming your intellect to the point where now that you know that it's not wrong to do this thing anymore. I mean, right. th- think of how many, you know, drinkers, you know, the, the alcoholics and drug abusers before they quite get to the point of, you know, the physical addiction while they're sort of on that, that slope with, you know, we talked about addiction and how it works in the process and the, uh, yeah, you know, the ritualization, um, you know, how often do they, somebody might even challenge them about it. And the challenge is obvious. I mean, it, and it's intellectually sound, but because they've committed themselves to this, the will not wanting to to exercise control over the appetite. Instead, it exercises control over the intellect and says, "Well, okay, we're going to believe this now."
0: I'll, I'll tell you what. I think that is probably our biggest uh, obstruction to uh evangelization because look you can convince people of things like uh it's easier to convince someone to be a conservative than it is to be a christian because you can be a conservative and still do liberal things but when you when you you admit to christianity it it, it requires you to change something
1: yeah you got to change how you live that's uh um you know it's that, like the
0: first step <laughs> the first step in converting anyone is to try to get them to submit their will to their intellect and and to reverse that
1: yeah yeah to to um arrive at that point point. and that's why that's why conversions rarely um happen on an intellectual level first yeah and, you know what I because mean, you talk to people who are successful at evangelizing uh, you know in terms of one on one and they'll tell you that no it's it's never a um it's never a case of of sitting down and explaining and laying out logically with syllogisms and and everything else and then people say oh i see yes well of course right. it's intellectually necessary that jesus is the true god and founded the church and the catholic church is the true church of christ i have to become catholic now it never works like that they always say that, that it's, the, it's the stories of the heart and, and the, the witnessing of, of personal um, uh, events and that kind of stuff that right. brings people in. And, of course, what is that doing that's appealing to a certain kind of appetite, an appetite for whatever it is, that, you know, for something that that person feels like they lack in their life. It might for, be an for appetite for belonging or an appetite for yeah. purpose or something like that, but it's an appetite um a higher appetite not not a base appetite like food or sex or whatever but right but it's an appetite and then the will and you know this is kind of the merciful magic of how god built us okay by an act of the will failing to to stay subordinated to intellect we fell and now that's inverted but that very inversion the fact that we that that appetite is you know our various appetites are out mm-hmm. there and can be worked with then becomes a source of conversion.
0: Yeah. You know, I got to wonder, um, that's probably why uh, missionaries, when they go to nations that don't know what Christianity is, have so much mm-hmm. success. And oh, right. It's, it's shameful, the fact that we've got missionaries down in the Amazon who are not baptizing people and who are not really trying to convert them.
1: Yeah, because, because this that's the crop
0: that that's that's a crop waiting to be picked
1: yeah it's like uh well, what's the line jesus said the the, the, the harvest the, the, is harvest is ready but the laborers are few yeah i and, well, I, and I, we see you, that happen i guess you get laborers who don't even want to do the labor they they want to stand out in the field and uh, i don't know just stand there i guess <laughs>
0: yeah. I, they're not doing anything but it Here's the problem. It also opens the door for, uh, people who are not Catholic to go down there and evangelize. And yeah. we're seeing a lot of these nations turn
1: Protestant. They're turning Protestant before they even turn Catholic.
0: Yeah. And it's like, well, it, I don't know what to say about that. I yeah. mean, our bishops are, but, these bishops are, we need, something needs to happen. We're,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're at this weird point in the church where, there are no areas where the church is really growing again, or it um, seems like it.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I hear I, about I, I kinda places suspect in Africa. Asia and mm-hmm. Africa. Well, yeah, in Asia against the persecution, which... Um, There's a lot of so Protestants anyway, that,
0: in Africa, too.
1: I, yeah. Well, yeah, there, there are some serious persecutions, right, in some of the African countries. Um, but, oh, okay. But anyway, I, I think that is the... Central nature of concupiscence is simply that inclination to invert the ordering of the faculties um, that we now have this sort of inclination to subordinate our will to our appetites and subordinate our intellect to our will and um, and I think that's that I think that explains pretty much everything everybody has ever said about concupiscence. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, uh Adam Adam is here in his perfect state and if he's hungry and there's food in front of him that belongs to someone else, he's not there's no temptation really to take the food because
1: Yeah, exactly. It's he's he's under not going to be tempted just by, by virtue of the hunger, that's a mere appetite. Um he's going to go get his own food. Now suddenly with appetite anything either.
0: above will uh he's just because he's hungry and nothing else tempts him to take something that isn't his
1: right right
0: so the it's not like the devil made me do it all the time it's uh the the sins often come from inside us
1: and that's the um you know that that's exactly that i think that's the main distinction with with the um the this idea of concupiscence as an inclination to sin um, that people are trying to get at, um, the temptation had to be planted from the outside somehow when, yeah. in the case of Adam and Eve. But our inclinations to do that, our, our temptations are interior. We have the right. interior uh, conflict that, that we need to resolve. And I think also that that, I don't know if this, it seems to me that it's pretty much only been since the Protestant Protestant revolt, the Protestants came on the scene, whatever, Mm -hmm. that people have been sort of using that, the devil made me do it kind of phrase. I, I think, I think they're, the, the Catholic understanding of concupiscence is more of a, no, the devil doesn't make you do anything ever. It's, you know, it's your failure to exercise control over yourself. Right. Now, of course, you know, in in states of addiction and that kind of stuff, we, you know, we don't, we don't want to try to say that people who are addicted therefore can simply control it by an act of the will. That that's not what we're talking about. Right. Um yeah. but the <laughs> but
0: the everything's topsy-turvy and um it's got to be put right. I Have you read Thomas Aquinas' book uh, about St. Francis?
1: No, I have not. I read G.K. Chesterton's book about St. Francis.
0: I don't know why I said Thomas Aquinas. I meant Chesterton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thomas Aquinas would not have written about St. Francis.
1: No. <laughs>
0: Thomas Aquinas was several hundred years before St. Francis. Before,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: He's a prophet. Uh, no, it reminds me of when he talks about St. Francis coming out of the cave and... Seeing the world upside down, mm-hmm. and yeah. as if he's walking around on his hands when really the world is now right side up to him, um because he can see everything that he didn't see before, and I imagine that's kind of what happened is he had an alignment of his uh will and intellect and appetite,
1: oh yeah, that's a true that's quite through the, the grace uh, of
0: God, but yeah.
1: He, he, he went into this possible, cave and he comes even. out the saint. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> you know, bit that by song that's... by
0: the Mumford Son is about that event. Which one? There's one called "The Cave." I... Oh, okay. If you listen to it, most people think it sounds like it's about addiction, and some people see several references there to the Plato's Cave. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Plato talks about. Someone, and I'm not going to get this 100% right, but uh, someone, say, who's raised in a cave, and he sees the outside world, but he doesn't see it directly. He sees the shadows on the wall. So he oh. sees people working and playing and doing things, and his reality is the shadow on the wall. And then one day he's able to see clearly when he turns around and looks outside. And That's, that's kind of a reference
1: what, to, um, that could be a reference to Plato, though. That's what I said. Oh okay, you said Plato. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay.
0: So that's there's uh some mention of that in the song, but mm-hmm. what they're actually talking about is the cave that Saint Francis went into. Went into as okay. told by Chesterton. Um and I think Chesterton does mention Plato. Oh
1: okay. when he's talking well, about this possibly. event. Yeah. I see. Okay. So uh,
0: anyway, Saint Francis comes out and he sees the whole world new, and uh, he's not going to be tempted by the same things anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a good that song. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and and that's you know, gosh, that's that is over and over and over again the the battle of um, you know of, of the Christian that the regular Christian trying to to live right. a life is to is to get those faculties back in right ordering. Um,
0: which is why fasting is such a huge deal, which yeah. makes it fitting for uh podcast today. Um, That's right. Because That's it, if you don't get your appetites under control, they control you eventually. And it it, it gets ugly when that happens every time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's It's never, ever pretty when your appetites control you
1: two hours (laughs) huh i always fast from solid foods for all of ash wednesday
0: oh yeah i know you know what i normally do but man i had a busy day and i thought i gotta talk and i have to be somewhat pleasant
1: yeah and i'm tired and
0: grumpy so i ate a couple pieces of pizza when i got home and then oh okay i'll probably still eat something at midnight but uh I normally do on the fast days. I, well, I, yes. I kind of I try to every Friday, but right. I make even, it to uh, dinner time.
1: Even uh, even when I don't and, and and when I haven't, it's it's mm-hmm. still been enough that I wait till that midnight and then say, okay, now I'm going to go have whatever, and a cheese coating yeah. or something.
0: <laughs> well, I you know the thing is when you when you make it a point to fast, um, and. And then other times when you don't get what you want, it's mm-hmm. just not as big a deal.
1: It's, yeah, exactly. It's That's like, the thing. When, when, when you're already used to depriving yourself, you don't feel deprived as much. Yeah.
0: You, you kind of like, Oh, well, I wanted that, but I don't get it. So, oh, well, I'll get something else or do without. And maybe next time. And it's just life gets so much easier as you get these three things into alignment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's you, why you see the 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 stories about how joyful and mirthful the saints were, even when they were often going through very uh, hard situations.
0: Right, because when I read about the saints, I think that's terrible. I don't want to be a saint, <laughs> but I know they act all happy about it. It's but, like, well, but they were all
1: happy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't want to feel pain. <laughs> I don't want to go to prison and get eaten by a lion. Get beaten, Maybe and I'll... robbed. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I that's, I guess that's I can't all I've think got for Okay.
1: Yeah. That's uh... that's good because
0: uh, I was gonna I was gonna say we should try to make this kind of short because oh okay. Uh, okay I had a really long day but uh, we still yeah, got to well. do news and okay well we can do that uh, let's do the news. Uh, t- International Atomic Energy Agency confirms that Iran has carried out its plan to produce uranium uh, uranium metal, which is uh, uh, essential to making the core of a nuclear weapon.
1: Okay. So they are on a nuclear program. Yeah. Um, As though anybody doubted that they would be to the extent that they were able to get away with it.
0: Yeah. It's just that before, at least they had to hide it. and. Maybe they didn't have as much access. Now they're not even, they don't care. They don't care about that. It it it. It's a big, big deal. Or anything. Yeah. Except start some kind of little desert war that never ends and nobody ever wins.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, okay. The Supreme Court of Pakistan commutes the death sentences of two schizophrenic prisoners, um, because they might have been unable to comprehend the rationale of their crimes making the death sentence not meet the ends of justice I normally I wouldn't bring something like that up it just it it brings up a point that I think maybe we could do a show about um, as far as the death penalty and justice and putting to death someone who, might not understand their crime. Yeah. I, right now, just off the top of my head, I think that, uh, even someone who doesn't understand what they've done should still get put to death for certain crimes.
1: For certain crimes. Certain
0: crimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, um, I think that would be the better way to do it. And I don't think it's a, uh, violation of human rights. If it's, if it's proven that you killed someone, purposely killed them, even though you don't know that it's wrong to do that, or if you have a second personality who did it, unbeknownst to you, uh, you should still be put to death for that. Yeah. Now, but that makes yeah, I, I, I mean, think, if you got I a schizophrenic th- prisoner, which one of the personalities is the real person?
1: Yeah, I I don't even know that... I, it, it just the, the the news article just says schizophrenic because I don't know that yep. schizophrenic is always necessarily. Um, yeah, it's not split the, personality. The, it's, what do they call it? Like, the, the personality s- disorder thing, yeah. multiple personalities thing. It's uh,
0: um, so often seeing or hearing uh, voices, things like that.
1: Okay, yeah. So, but another. I, I, yeah, I can't. I I really. I can't see that. That's that would be a reason necessarily to commute the sentence. the The thing is, during the trial, presumably. Now, this is you said Pakistan.
0: Yeah, this is in Pakistan.
1: In the United States, they would have had to demonstrate intent as part of right. the trial process. And so, it's, uh, kind of presuming on that same kind of jurisprudence, I I can't see that um, that that should. You know it should matter much beyond that once you've got the intent improved.
0: Right. Yeah. Have we ever done a show on the death penalty? We did, we didn't really do a show. We bring it up every we now did. and then because of Pope Francis.
1: Pope. Yeah, and I think we did one on on Pope Francis's. Um, you know his, his. I don't know what to call him. No, like Strayings from church teaching, whatever that. that right. Um, we mentioned and, and it. We but talked we didn't about do a the show death about penalty. It. penalty along with the Abu Dhabi document and along with those other things, but we never did one on the death penalty itself. Um,
0: Well, that's something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, maybe we can get someone to debate us on it. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Well, I I think Jason would have debated us, but uh, Jason, I think, might be kind of changing on that one. Actually, I think Jason (laughs) probably... Started changing his mind on that one once, uh, Pope Francis came out with his thing. That's funny. Which is kind of weird, but <laughs> when you see the Pope doing it, then it's like, all right, there must be all something. Oh, right, wait wrong a minute. I it. gotta, <laughs> I gotta rethink this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. It just seems like that's how I'm remembering it.
1: Just kind of. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, T- the timelines matched
1: up. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's how I just, just my memory. Uh, the China National space administration space probe mm-hmm. enters into planetary orbit around Mars um, okay this is the first Chinese craft to reach Mars uh, and it's going to deploy a rover I don't know which'll supposed to hit the surface I don't know I wonder how that rover is compared to American rovers but hmm. I I don't know. You know the weird thing is, I kind of, I wonder when China does these things, do they open up the communication to everyone, or are they the only ones who can read it?
1: I bet they. Read I'm going to look into that. What to share with everyone? See, you can. I mean, like, if, you like like if somebody see. had a radio, if somebody had a radio antenna, like you could receive communications from from like NASA's stuff out there, right?
0: And, You can see what NASA sees. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're pretty open, and you can see all the pictures that every single one of their satellites sent. There's a giant database you can go see it. Maybe there's, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe there's things you cannot see. But China, put it this: Look, I doubt. I I have some doubts about whether or not they really did this. Oh, all of a sudden in the past year, they're claiming certain things. That some of these things that we've not been able to do. Where are they getting this technology?
1: Like what? Uh, do
0: you we, you we did one a couple. Uh, we did one a couple weeks ago. It was uh, something they found. I can't remember what it was. Man, I'd have to go through the thing to find okay. out. But well, let's, yeah, uh, they. We've been seeing their name more and more in the space news, and I. Just for some reason, I just oh they cl- they claim to have found something. What was it? A uh, certain kind of atoms in space. Oh really? I don't remember that. We yeah did we talk We about even on the said. Podcast? I wonder if that really happened or if they're just claiming it.
1: Oh okay. Man, why don't I remember that? So in, in any case, yeah, it, it it is it is you you would take anything China says with a grain of salt. Don't. Yeah. Uh, remember however, when they
0: claimed to have cloned human beings? The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After Dolly, they claimed they had actually cloned a human embryo or whatever, and it was like, right. eh, I don't know. And then it turned out to be a lie.
1: But you know, well, we, we should be worried about China's, uh, space activities. Yeah, we should. Um, consider, think about this. What, and I, I know China back then wasn't the China now, because the China now is way more evil than China back then, but, what if China, rather than Europe, had discovered the new world, America?
0: We'd all be Chinese.
1: And the world but would be a awful be place. But we wouldn't be
0: American. Yeah, we wouldn't well, be American, I mean, The world though. would We'd be a be bad Chinese. place
1: because of that. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. that the, the, the values of the Chinese government yeah. are such that the world is a bad place to the extent that China has more influence in it. Yeah. And someday space is going to be a significant part of the workings, the economy, the culture, the society of the world. Here's the and- thing though. Mm-hmm. China,
0: China could be twice as powerful as the US. They could be. Yeah. I mean, they, their nation is huge and they have all the kinds of resources that we have here, only more so. Right. If they if they opened up their markets the way we did from the beginning, there there would be no stopping them. But the world would be a better place because of it, not a worse
1: place. <laughs> yeah, that's you know that's it, the if, irony. They they if
0: freedom was there, China would mm-hmm. be ginormous.
1: Yeah, but that would be okay then.
0: Yeah, then we'd want to go to China. <clears throat> but if they had, I mean, I. I think eventually we're going to reach a place that we can go in space and live. Um I don't think we're even close to that yet, but...
1: No. But I mean, the that's thing is, the goal. It, it's going to become, you know, space is going to become a reality. Initial, it'll be resources, you know, um natural resources and stuff like that. You, yeah. You know, the, you, you've seen all the stuff in the sci-fi well, We movies, found a meteor made of and gold. And Wouldn't so that forth. be cool? Yeah. <laughs> So and, and, you know, if we're mining stuff off of, you know, asteroids and the moons and stuff like that, but we could also, like, um, we know that there are ways and reasons why, for example, uh, nuclear power, uh, there's a lot to be said for that. But, yeah, you know, disposing of waste and that kind of stuff can be problematic and so forth. Well, certain kinds of waste that nobody wants to say, yeah, you can put it in our ground. Um, right, we can well, just send it out We can eject it, yeah Put it on a trajectory for the sun or something like that
0: But eventually we got to start bringing this stuff back in
1: You if mean you, so that we
0: If you took all the garbage and sent it to the sun The earth would begin to get smaller
1: Smaller Yeah, well that's, <laughs> and, that's and then why the moon we start, would start going away from us We, <laughs> we need to start <laughs> mining it That's right, that's right Every little thing that you love That would be like a some kind of sci-fi story like like 200,000 years in the future the earth is I, has like 80% of its current mass
0: <laughs> right i i started writing a story like that it, 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 the the premise was that Rumpke had figured out how to ship out garbage and they cut their disposal costs in half by shipping it to the sun and then oh. all of a sudden uh somebody started noticing that the moon was the getting further, further away, away. So now they have to find a way to go get stuff and bring it back to earth without it becoming like a meteor that stuff from kills uh, yeah everyone.
1: asteroids and everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, moving on. Twitter confirms that the ban on Donald Trump's account will remain permanent. Like we didn't see that coming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like it matters. Um uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I we need a way out of this censorship and I normally I would kind of rest back and say it's going to happen in America because that's how America works I I have some doubts now but I I still think uh I think that's still how America works Americans yeah the Americans who want to conquer and want to do the things that people said couldn't be done are still there there's a lot of us still right I, we're, the newer generation, well, there's less, and there will be less next generation, but we're still here, so I think we'll find a way to do this, too.
1: Yeah, I, I think we will too. There, there's a, um, there are, there's a, um, it's, it's kind of a replacement for the internet kind of thing, but a, a network protocol that is fundamentally built to resist censorship. Yeah that and and Danny's, you know, playing with it and got a note up. Danny's my son, for all those who don't know. Um and he's kind of playing with it and stuff like that. Um so it and and if it becomes mature enough that businesses can start using it to do business on and people can start using it to you know exchange files and and right. um do chats and stuff like that. It it could become, you know, at least big enough that um, the whole censorship question from a technology point of view goes away, but yeah. that might be when things start getting really dangerous then, because then, you know, without the ability to censor through technology, that's where governments are going to want to crack down.
0: Right. So, uh, so, okay, the, 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 the big freeze over America, they're calling this, uh, Winter Storm Yuri, uh, which is really they're naming much winter storms all over now? North. Yeah, they're well. They're naming so, this one because it's like is, covering most of North America.
1: Is this the twenty-fifth one, or is this? Uh, did they start with Z and are they, they go backwards?
0: I have no idea. I don't know if they. I don't know if uh, there is an official naming system for winter storms, or if it somebody just, just started calling it that. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but uh, I, I, I think. We know of at least, uh, 23 deaths right wow. now. Um, a
1: bunch of them, well, a bunch, five of them happened in that, that crash down in, uh, dallas fort worth remember that yeah that did you was read the uh, about
0: that? i did read like, about that was part of this news story i'm just yeah i kind of lumped it together because there, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on
1: it's tragic it, it, yeah, i Mickey gotta say it was kind of fun because terry and i we we had decided to go on a little mini vacation somewhere so we were in a hotel room and the tv's on and they've got the news um, talking about these different things going on. This was um, Last Thursday. Week, wasn't Thursday? It? Thursday uh, no, it was Friday morning. Yeah. Let's see. Th- Thursday. Friday morning was when it was really bad, right? Or was it Thursday morning? I, think I was don't Friday remember. Morning. Anyway, whatever week it was, and you know how the news store, you know, news does stuff. That they'll take something and then they they got to like. Keep running with it and keep finding different angles to talk about it. Yeah. And stuff like this. Yeah. And so they've got this guy out there and he's like, like, demonstrating like the ice on the windshield of the car and how you gotta chip it off with the scraper and he's he's showing a uh, like a walkway a concrete walkway and he's explaining how the air the cold air can get underneath it and he's using big gestures with his hands and stuff like that and how the air can get underneath it and that's why it can freeze even though on the ground it's not for I mean they're they're going into these long detailed explanations of stuff that we've always taken for granted right and just cut it, but you know, this know. is like, yeah, yeah, I, it's like, they don't you know, know, this is in Texas and stuff. So I guess they do get snow sometimes in, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, but it's usually like it, you know, it comes down, it probably doesn't stick. And even if it does stick, it goes away in a day. So yeah. this whole driving on ice thing was completely new to them.
0: Yeah. Vicky kept watching these trucks just one ram into the other. Over and mm-hmm. over again, they're like, "Why aren't they slowing down?"
1: <laughs> it's like, "Well, they're, yeah, they've I got the brakes I don't think they know on. how
0: to. Yeah, that's uh... look <laughs> at their
1: wheels. Their wheels aren't turning. <laughs> yeah, they're they're uh, they're doing their best, but they but didn't the thing know. Is, They have no no sense of this, and so they have these great big highways down there. I've been there. Um, took pie down there for a uh, college visit once, and yeah. Um, they have these great big highways and they drive very close together. Yeah. So.
0: Um, they, they've also, okay, so they've also got these terrible power outages. I don't know why they're specific to Texas. I mean. Well,
1: two reasons. So first of all, Texas, you may not know, um, has made the decision, the strategic decision. And I say strategic just in the sense of saying long term, um, to be its own electric grid. It doesn't hook into the rest of the electric grid system of North America. Oh!
0: I did not know that.
1: And I think maybe they've done that because there's still always this little bit of of element of we may one day decide that we want to be the independent Republic of Texas. Maybe. So they that's one thing. They also got
0: a lot of windmills there.
1: They have a lot of windmills and the windmills... Um, apparently, are icing up and becoming frozen, and and so they they don't operate anymore. It's now, my
0: understanding that forty six percent of their electricity comes from windmills. That's a lot. That sounds like more than
1: it's a lot of eggs possible. in one basket. Yeah, I kind of Sounds like what you don't. I think question
0: that's... that number. Yeah, I, I kind of I
1: don't. I mean, they've got a lot of landmass down in Texas. And and it's a lot of planes that that you know the wind gets Just going across flat. really good. Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard that people like like driving like out in the western desert areas uh, uh-huh. of our country, like like out 50 along US 50 in Nevada and stuff. I've heard that that sometimes the winds can get to where they're like you can't keep your heart, car on the road hardly. Yeah. So I I could believe that, but the thing is, here's here's what I don't get. Why hasn't these windmills are they're already generating electricity. They're they're, each wind, each individual windmill is there generating its own electricity. So why, why doesn't it have a built in heater that runs off of its own electricity to keep it working?
0: It could (laughs) heat itself. It doesn't need to be on the grid. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought about that too. And I guess. For some reason, they never thought they would have to heat it.
1: I, yeah, I guess down I in Texas, you wouldn't think that. But, you know... This stuff has happened before. What if this is just the start? Okay, so there's this big storm, and then we're getting another, like, smaller version of it tomorrow or something, aren't we?
0: We're supposed to tonight.
1: Okay. What if that's just the start? What if it's going to keep coming and coming? What if there's, like, you know, all these people talking about this great reset, and what if this is just God saying, well... I'm gonna I don't go ahead and reset so. you myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you. I don't reset. think so either, but <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, you never know. I, I know there's a lot of weird things happening, but I mean, as Americans, we tend to look at politics as the beginning and ending of the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Joe Biden has control of the White House and we are on a fast track to socialism, possibly communism, and maybe it's going to go all the way there. And people look at that. They, this is the worst. That's the end of the world type of thing to them. But right. it's like, okay, it's just one country and it's happened a thousand times in a thousand other countries before. Just look what they did. Well, most of them just kind of failed, but, <laughs> yeah, um, collapse. Actually, they all failed. Um, right. The, but the bigger thing to me is the fact that A, we have this, we have this comeback to the traditional Latin mass. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We have two popes when, uh, Pope Benedict announced that he was retiring. The Vatican was struck by lightning and then this new pope comes in. Yeah, you can see a video of it. That night the, the Vatican was struck by lightning.
1: Wow, okay.
0: That really happened. So, and then, and now this new Pope comes in. He's, he, he's already, you, you, you could describe him as heretical. Um, and he's saying things, he's teaching things that aren't real and he's bringing false gods into the Vatican. Yeah. So, to me, that's, if you're going to talk about end that's of the world end of the stuff, world stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's end of the world stuff. The politics is kind of, well, yeah, yeah, you know, the world goes what it goes and it, it revolves and turns over and so on and so forth.
0: Right. Um, okay. There's some Black Lives Matter protests in New York City. Um, there was some arrests and some police officers got injured. I think, I think what's happening here is Black Lives Matter thinks, they're thinking we, we got the Democrats on board or, or we got them their win. Now we get now to do what us. we want. And yeah. they're finding out that they were just useful idiots. And they were never going to have a whole lot of power. So, I, you know, now they're getting arrested. They weren't getting arrested before. Now they are. Right. Um, okay, there's some more Afghanistan uh, violence. There's uh, four security forces personnel, including a commander, are killed in eastern and southern Afghanistan. Uh, the clashes with an unidentified terrorist group. So I I don't know. I mean, I think we're going to see more of this kind of stuff happening in the east.
1: Yeah. And well, I think, it's, you know, I predicted that. Yeah. With with, an, with the with a Biden win, we're going to see a resurrection of ISIS.
0: Yeah, I think that's coming pretty quickly. Uh Let's see. So archaeologists in Egypt. And the city of Abydos, A-B-Y-D-O-S, okay. uh, found a mass production brewery uh, dating back to something like 3000 B.C. Oh, wow. So they were mass producing beer or wine or whatever in 300 B.C. Uh, it's the oldest high production 3, brewery. 3000, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the oldest high production brewery in the world.
1: That I wonder if they're going to
0: open up a brewery on it.
1: Amazing, they should. They but, definitely should. But you know, because because there was um, there was a, a find in China or something like that, like like the world's oldest known. Intentionally alcohol fermented drink. It was like a. It was. It wasn't exactly what you would call anything we have today. It was a mixture of 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 honey yeah. and berries and other stuff to make the sugars. But it was fermented and and it was a deliberate recipe. Somehow they had figured out. Um, and I guess they so had like some ch- seals sealed barrels of this stuff that that actually <laughs> was like they had I actual stuff like well, the I mean, actual stuff be. that they found. I think. Wow. That, that <laughs> So, um, but I didn't know that, but mass producing, that's really amazing.
0: Yeah. Mass producing lets you know that there, there was, it was more than just a king making it, uh, there, there was an economy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was part of you know, an economy it, it to make this stuff. In,
0: yeah. That's, that, amazing. that's pretty neat.
1: I wonder if that's going to like, like, you know, cause some, some, Historians, you, you know, to revise their their uh, ideas yeah. about how societies developed and stuff. <laughs> because
0: when we think about it, it there was a pharaoh and he built mm-hmm. uh pyramids, and everybody pretty much did what he wanted, and that's everybody's yeah, everybody life was, was focused on pharaoh. doing what the pharaoh wanted. Right. Uh, that's kind of how it's portrayed. But now we've got a brewery, meaning the king wouldn't have had them mass produce beer for himself they would no that had to be part
1: of a mm -hmm. the the Uh, only thing i can think of that 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 would make sense for it to be a a you know part of the pharaoh's operation is what if egypt you know locally speaking what if egypt was the only one who had discovered how to make this stuff and so he was using it and selling it to other uh i don't know uh, other countries other made
0: wine when he got off the ark
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. They knew how to make wine.
0: Yeah. Maybe he made something special. It was like good taste stuff. Yeah. Sam Adams.
1: So everybody knew how to make wine. It's just that he was mass producing it. But yeah, you're right. That's got to be an economy.
0: Uh, Facebook has announced it will ban Australian users from viewing and sharing news articles. Uh, This goes back to the
1: the fight they're having with Google. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we'll see uh, where I like the uh I,
0: this is sounding better
1: and better to me. The the techies are uh are, are lining up and they're gonna find that they're not quite as relevant to the world as they imagined that they were.
0: Yeah. I I think this is a really good thing. Um okay, so we've discovered a sub Neptune exoplanet. What is a sub Neptune really? exoplanet? That is three times larger than Earth and which orbits a relatively young star.
1: So What's exoplanet means a planet of, of, of another star. From another system. Of another yes. Yeah. So sub Neptune does that mean um, does that mean it's closer than Neptune is to our sun? Or does that mean that it's smaller than Neptune? I should know it, and I don't. Uh, this would be close to three times to the, this day. B- because I thought See, I would have thought sub-Uranus would be the the, the, the key because I think you, I thought Uranus was the smallest oh. of the, the gas giants.
0: Well, it's saying, uh, referred to a planet with smaller radius than Neptune. Okay. Even though it may have a larger mass. So it might right. be a solid planet, mm-hmm. but smaller than Neptune. But, okay. And they're saying three times larger than Earth. Does that mean, but that probably means three times massive, more, three times higher mass than Earth, right?
1: Oh, okay. No, three times larger.
0: How would they know the actual size?
1: Because the size is what's going to give things like the amount of light blockage as it passes in front of its star yeah. and stuff like that. Um, okay. They know the so, mass
0: from the wobble and they know the size if it's passing directly in front if of it's the star. in front, yeah. From they that, can figure
1: that out. But I, I just right. looked it up real quick. It turns out Uranus is slightly larger in diameter than Neptune. So sub-Neptune would be, so you got the, the gas giants, which Saturn is and much Jupiter. larger than Neptune. What's that?
0: My anus is much larger than Neptune.
1: Well, that's just because of all that stuff you eat. Um, <laughs> anyway. So you got the two, the two gas giants, which are Saturn and, uh, Jupiter, and then the ice giants, which are Neptune and, uh, Uranus. And did you know that Uranus is an ice giant? (laughs) Anyway, uh, Neptune is the smaller of the two, and the ice giants are both smaller than, than the gas giants. So I guess, I guess sub-Neptune would be what they look for to to be possibly in an Earth class kind of a you know like a rocky. So planet. an ice
0: giant is that mean? Oh, okay. I was gonna say it's not made of ice, is it? No. Oh, on it. It's just is Thomas. that your dog? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So it's just it's made of elements heavier. Hydrogen, then, and
1: helium, yes, that and that's so it that's could still what, be gas. Yeah, and, and much of it's probably it's probably like gaseous towards the the outer fringes, and as you go in, it gets liquidy and then icy. But yeah, that's one of the things that um, that I learned listening to that titanium Physis, physics physicist uh, podcast. That when um, astronomers talk about ice. And, um, other things, you know, they'll talk about ice and, and what's right. the other one? Metal. Ice and metal. They don't mean ice and metal in the way that we think of ice and metal in our normal daily lives. They're just they talking just mean... about the weight of the elements that are, that are, you know, the, the primary right. makeup of a planet.
0: Right. Okay. Um, that's all the news I got.
1: All right. Well, I got, a few things, oh, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up. I should this is not a nonsense news this is uh this is more end of the world news um apparently um like as of yesterday or so, um the decision is that, and I don't know if this is something like China did unilaterally, and Pope Francis can't do anything about it or if it was actually agreed to by Pope Francis, I can't imagine, but apparently China has now decided. That their official government Catholic Church, the one that the Pope made the deal with a couple years yeah. ago, yeah, they are now free to um, select and consecrate their bishops without reference to or input from Rome.
0: That's insane. But yeah. I, I, I thought you know, the original the original deal
1: anyway. was was that they they get to select for like a pool of them and then. They have to submit it to Rome for final approval. Now they're saying, "No, we don't even need that. We're just going to go ahead and make our bishops." Geez. So I, I wow. It, it I, I don't know. I don't know how the Pope ever thought it wasn't going to turn into that.
0: He didn't. I. I it,
1: it's like I, I can't. I can't give. I can't do him the disservice of thinking that he was stupid enough to fall for that unwittingly. This had to be part of his plan. This had to be part of what he intended all along. But yeah, to believe really, that would mean to believe that he's got really, really evil motives of some kind.
0: Either really evil, I, or I don't really know. Stupid. It, or really, really stupid. Yeah, things. I don't
1: get it. It's you. It, it can't be neither. It's got to be one of the other.
0: Either way, it's a shame.
1: Yeah, it is, and and we should do the for him. Our Papa. Okay, um, so now for some nonsense news. Um, right In DeKalb County, Alabama, authorities are investigating an illegal alcohol-making operation discovered in Rain- the Rainesville Wastewater Treatment Plant Facility. Um, like a still? Well, <laughs> it says alcohol-making, so it, it's at least a fermenter. It might not be a still.
0: Okay.
1: It it uh chief deputy Bragg uh was contacted to let them in. They found a large wine production. Okay, so that's it. It's wine at a wastewater plant. A wine production operation at a
0: wastewater plant.
1: At a waste makes you wonder about that wine, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: the sheriff's yeah, office I... says this investigation is ongoing. Charges will be filed in the coming days.
0: Is it can you really make that much money from making your own alcohol? I mean...
1: I don't know. I, I don't know what I, they... Uh, yeah. I mean, you could get it at any... It's
0: not like it used to be where... I mean, you you could just go buy it. Especially something like wine.
1: Yeah. You and can if buy it's $3 wine. I mean, you
0: buy good wine. $3 wine is good wine compared to wine made at a waste processing plant.
1: I gotta think they didn't use wastewater to make this wine. It's just that yeah. they were hiding it in the plant.
0: Yeah, I, I guess it was easy to hide. I, you know, I got to wonder, what if it was just a couple guys saying, hey, let's make some wine, and they're at work. and like, Well, we'll just keep it here at work, and it's like a little tub of wine. Well,
1: he, he okay, so the sheriff says this is definitely one of the biggest operations we've seen in our county and possibly our state.
0: Well, you know, Alabama, how long— have you been busting people for making wine?
1: I don't know, but in Alabama... Considering
0: everybody makes it themselves all the time.
1: It's illegal in Alabama to have more than 15 gallons of homemade wine or beer at a time. Wow. And uh, according to... They probably busted a guy with
0: 30 gallons.
1: Well, it says police show multiple fermenting vessels filled with what appears to be more than 100 gallons of wine. But, you know, I got to say... Uh in in the uh in the ranking of criminal activity, I don't know. Maybe this is where where Maybe do that's we place this where, where do we place this relative to mask wearing? That's or a failure failure to wear masks, I mean. Yeah. You know, I mean <laughs> I gotta, that's if this probably is the, the if this is your that's big how bust, tame Sharon,
0: Alabama if, is. I there, know. There's no crime in Alabama. If this they is can your just big bust bus, people for making yeah. wine.
1: I know, a couple of good old
0: boys making wine at the waste plant. at a waste
1: processing plant. Yeah. This is his big bust, his, his big excitement for the for the week or whatever.
0: How much you want to bet that that he thought he was busting a drug ring, like he thought they were growing marijuana or something, and it, and it turned he out to he be was a bunch gonna, of uh, homemade wine, just a wine? bunch of winemakers. <laughs> and he doesn't want it's to feel even, stupid. It's but not even it, he's distilled. Still looks stupid. It's
1: just wine. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even
0: moonshine or anything. Wow.
1: Anyway, okay. So next, um, so on a China airline flight, attendants. Um, I, I guess, I guess there was a um, somebody who contracted COVID, and this this is what results from this like hyper contact tracing stuff that you do. Somebody contracted yeah. or uh, COVID. The only place that they could identify that they took their mask off was in the restroom on the airplane. Now, I'm going to stop here and remind everybody who's listening to us that the theory behind the masks does not include that your mask protects you. Right. A mask can't keep you from getting COVID. The theory is that if you happen to have COVID, you might keep from giving it to somebody else by wearing a mask, but it doesn't protect you. But apparently right. they didn't get that memo in China because they decided that because this woman took the mask off in the restroom, that of the airplane, that must be where she got it. So now the technical guidelines, uh, for this, uh, China aviation authority are recommending that all of their airline staff, their stewardesses and stuff like that, avoid going to the restroom during flights. Instead they want them to just go ahead and put on a pair of Depends and do it that way. So, really? the next time you're on an airline and the waitress you is uh, serving you a drink, if she looks a little bit funny for a few seconds, you might wonder. <laughs> i That's, uh, you know,
0: I think they're just using that as an excuse. I think they just don't want their employees to take breaks.
1: That could be. Maybe they go there and smoke or something.
0: Slave masters there. I mean,
1: like they are.
0: Like when they decided they needed a whole uh, hospital built in a day and a half or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, people were being shot for taking breaks.
1: Wow! It is. I didn't know
0: that. Wow! They, you know, our politicians brag about uh, or harp on the fact that they can build a, a city overnight. But that's why. I mean they're yeah. People don't understand how bad China is.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a a joyous a, you know sense of accomplishment everybody hold kind of hands and to work together. No, yeah, no, it's not it's like that. It's slavery. Yeah, it's it's slave labor. Okay. Uh, so this is one you know someday someday we'll have to to do one on the the nature of private property and and from a moral point of view and that kind of stuff. But this is kind yeah. of sad, actually. So uh, a couple in Michigan um, were sued by their son, and he actually won. Um, let's see if it says with the settlement. Uh, $75,000. Uh, uh, 75, $75,000? won this. They will have to pay their son seventy five thousand dollars for, and this is the really uh, sad part, for destroying his porn collection. This so is in he, Michigan, in Michigan, in the United States, he 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 got divorced, moved back in with his parents, had this big porn collection. They realized he has a porn problem, and I guess a lot of it is what what I get. You know, I I guess there are collectors uh, that you know the collectible like. You know, anyway, like a
0: first edition playboy or whatever, stuff
1: like that. Yeah. And, and a bit, you know, tapes and, and, they and threw DVDs it away. and VHSs. They destroyed it. Yeah. And, um, and you know, they told him, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. we're doing this for you. We would have done the same thing if, if we found that, 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 you know, you had a brick of Coke or whatever, yeah, uh, in our house. And, uh, but he sued them in court and they have to give him like $75,000 for it. That's just I awful.
0: <laughs> I can't think of anything funny to say about that. I
1: know that's, that's It's terrible. just awful. That's true nonsense. Um, I don't know, you know, if I can find out who these people are. It would be a really cool thing if we could, like, I don't know, find some way to to Interview. make it so that I, I get money to them, or you or know, maybe, like, oh like, yeah, like the, like a fundraiser, uh, fundraiser for them or something like that. Yeah, to but um, or maybe even pay for an appeal. Um, yeah. So It's insane. Yeah. Wow, these kids. So, anyway, yeah, that's yeah. awful. Okay, final my final one. Um <laughs> This is one I swear you never thought that this would be a problem, but in France, a school had to put out a notification uh, urging their parents to please don't throw your kids over the gate.
0: Throw your kids over the gate.
1: So a school in Avignon, France um, has up until 8.30 to drop your kids off before the gate closes. Oh. But some parents get there a little bit after the gate closes, and they still want their kids to go to school. It's a six-foot so they... gate. So they toss them. <laughs> they chuck them over the gate.
0: <laughs> I wonder if the kids are, are
1: cool with this. or like, no, don't throw me over the gate. There's, there are hasn't they, been any injuries so far, but the school puts notices outside on the entrance.
0: Please do not throw kids over gate. Yeah. You know, um, I'll tell you what. I went through the period of dropping kids off at school. Yeah, and I don't know. I got, I had six kids all going to the same school. (laughs) I pulled up and I could get them out of my van within five seconds. Yeah, I mean it was so fast, and I would see these parents with one child,
1: and it would take four around.
0: Yeah, and it's like,
1: what are you doing? Get the hell out of the way! (laughs) The kid should already have his backpack in his hand. And it's, it should yeah. be like open the door, step out, close the door, you're gone.
0: Yeah, I barely even slow down.
1: <laughs> my kids knew,
0: and then like picking them up, same thing. It was like, my kids knew if if they were late, uh, I was probably going to drive off without them. Yeah, they knew to get their butts in the car, ready to leave as soon as that bell rang. There was mm-hmm. no fooling around. Um, I I don't. And I no, noticed no, that most backpack, big families it, are like that. It's
1: like, I, yeah. And the the guys with single kids, it's like, okay, I'll get out of the car. I'll go around to the door where I put my yeah, lunch and walking. open it and get my lunch or out. Something. And then I'll go to the door where my backpack is and open it and get my backpack out. And it's ridiculous. No, you? you put your backpack yeah. and your lunch on your lap. When you get there, get out and get your bomb out of I've the way so the next person can drop their kid off.
0: Parents, stop. Stop get out of the car and run over and give their kid a hug and then get back in the car. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. That's,
1: yeah. That's give, give, give them the hug before you leave the house. If you I feel like you need to do these that people. <laughs> oh, well, well, I guess these are parents who don't want to put up with those parents. So they get there a little bit later and then it's like, well, okay, yeah. you know, those, all those gym classes you've been taking, just, just roll when you hit the ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we, We've trained you for this. (laughs) Get ready to be tossed. Don't throw kids over gate. I wonder how high the gate is.
1: It said six foot. Six foot? Yeah. That's pretty high. I'm thinking that more often than not, it's that they're kind of like reaching up, holding them by their hands, and letting them drop over on the other side. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: throw over the game <laughs> one two three go go
1: <laughs> oh well that's all i got
0: that's all we got all right um well folks think about what we said and as always uh, hopefully we'll see you next week oh yeah yep. and uh keep circling the beads.
1: those beads you know we, Bye, we missed one week um that's right last week we didn't do it
0: yeah, I apologize for that, but we are trying account? to get I apologize. steady and do it every week. So hopefully we'll be here next week. Yep. Alright, thanks folks. Bye.